All right, I think I can do this with uh, a little better composure now. My friend died, I guess, two days ago. I shared some of his recordings over the last few months. I really didn't know him other than Boy, just about the time I started coming on to anchor here and sharing thoughts and thinking about things and he was 92 years old, lived a full life. He had three loves in his life. One interrupted by World War II and lost to the fates. Although, when that early love of his life died, her daughter contacted him because they had had such a good connection. She just wanted her to know. Or wanted him to know that she had passed and so she had left instructions for him to be notified. And then he contacted or then he had a nearly weekly, hour-long conversation with the daughter of this woman. Because he was a really cool guy. I, again, I didn't really know him other than the conversations that we had. I'm not judging him on Anything other than that. Because part of me, because he, and I've shared his story uh, in his, his conversation, and you can go back and you can hear his voice and hear him telling his story. And it's really, you know, a neat story. And I guess I'm, sad because I didn't complete a uh, thing that I was planning to do. (sighs) What I had planned to do was uh, take his story, his own words, and I had actually wanted to sit down with him and have him give the narrative in one complete sitting, but I think I'll be able to still do it 
have to make time to edit some tapes and whatnot. Because that's what I had intended to do. Always these damned intentions. But uh, what I had intended to do was to to uh, put that together because he's got three great grandchildren that are all less than a year or at least less than two years old. And they'll never meet him. And the funny thing is, his kids will likely not either remember the story or won't be prompted to tell the story. And hell, in some cases, may not even know the full story. So, I've got to get this project together. Uh, and it's, it's something that, you know, I had been talking with him about as an idea. There's something to do. That uh, he thought, you know, we talked about it as an, an idea because, you know, he was a man of means. And uh, we were talking about, you know, the legacy you know, what I just mentioned, the, the, the amount of the stories that people don't pass down or don't put it in a narrative. And what I want to do is put that together with, well, I did get some pictures of his great-grandchildren, but I wanted to put that together with some pictures of his See, people in that situation, and I know because my grandmother just died a few years ago, and the one thing you got left are the, the things that matter to you, your story. You know, you still got that first place prize from the sixth grade softball tournament because you remember that you hit the home run that won the game and nobody expected you to. I'm talking about myself there. But you know what I mean? You got that. And that ain't even a story you necessarily would tell your kids. It's certainly not a story they would remember. But it's a story that your grandkids, your great-grandkids, it would be good to, what I would like to do are these legacy videos. You know, um, and I actually think 
it's one of those things that could a be a service something that people like would like to do would love to do it might even be something that could be monetized in some way maybe once it's something packaged like oh yeah i take your pictures and i take your stuff and i mean i know it could be something that you know but he was he was with me on that and he's this really cool guy man just and talking with him about the story like And I guess because I aspire slash see some correlations in our story. Because, you know, he was just talking about when he was 50 years old being like locked, you know, shut down and having to restart. And how he went about doing that. And again, it's a great story. It's a great story for people to know. Like, he was, his attitude towards it, and it's self-reported, so who knows? I wasn't there when he had his darkest moment. But with the way he reports the story. was that the company no longer needed him. The boss told him. He said, you know what? I completely agree with your decision. If you don't mind, I'd like to tell the people that I'm going to be leaving because he was like an executive, like basically in charge of everything, but there was, no, no, there was no need for a second person anymore, basically. And so he told him, told his staff and everybody that, you know, this is a good thing and I got to go. He took it, you know, straight up. And within a month, he had made some contacts from people that he'd known because I would imagine it was because of that kind of attitude and because of that attitude and those connections that he made with people because in a few short months I feel connected to him I've been crying all morning long but in his connections with people he was able to get himself right back in to the mix because he was in banking and he, he basically someone else who knew him as a banker and was also in banking said hey 
If you want to move upstate a little bit, we can ready open up since we'd like to open up some space and like you to go out and you can basically start a bank in this area. Find you some people, put them together as a board. We'll give you the money you need to start it and to start lending and to start doing what you got to do. Man, I really wanted to pick his brain about how banking works. Because I'm sure it's all changed. And that was part of our conversations, part of our connection, if you will, was this notion that the things are changing. They're mostly changing for the better. But there's a lot that needs to be improved. And we talked about the political divide. And the social divides. Like he has a daughter that's a lesbian. And when we talked about having to come to grips with that and to... to restructure you know what you're thinking because it's not exactly the same I'm aware but it's kind of like me and tattoos like I have just because of who I am and where I come from or whatever it is at 50 years old I am not about to, well, I just I just have never been in favor of tattoos. I'll just put it that way. And so I got to come to grips with that. I'm not, it's not on me to have be judgmental of people with tattoos because the society has changed and tattoos are more prevalent and it's not my thing, but I'm not able to, you know, I got to get my head around changing and being more accepting. And I bring that up because it was kind of the conversation that we had when we talked about that a little bit. It's just the need to be accepting of people and and, and understanding that that the, the way that we think needs to change and is changing, and you have to like move forward with that. And I would say more importantly. And what is, what really drives the question or the, the, the discussion and creates the need for the discussion is the behavior of those who, you know, how you handle difference of opinion, behavior, 
existence. Right? Like, people say, you know, you can. I don't care if he's racist or this or, you know, whatever, as long as now I see it. But the difference is that, or what's more important than just seeing it is that it start changing and the people's behavior around that acceptance of difference. See, I'm kind of getting muddled here. But what I mean is this. People say, like, I don't care as long as you don't put your hands on me or whatever. That's the reality. That's the reality. I don't care what you are thinking as long as you don't put your hands on me literally, but also economically, right? Like if you're not giving people opportunities or that kind of thing, or if there's stuff, then that needs to be addressed because that's an actual harmful behavior. I guess because I'm thinking in response to people who argue against like hate laws and hate speech and blah, blah, blah. You're talking about the way people think and then they want to argue that it's, you know, that we don't need thought police because it's like, what exactly is it that you're afraid is going to be, you know, because the reality of it is, once again, that we've had thought police laws like that because you want to make it against the law for you know people to be in love if they're the same gender or if they're different races You make it straight up against the law. So there has to be a rebalancing. I am really rambling here now at this point. I guess I'm really just thinking about continuing to think about the conversations that we had because the thing goes on and I miss him as a participant in the discussion and I was proud or glad or honored or whatever to be able to 
amplify his part of that conversation in the to the extent that I was able to get it out in our conversations that I posted. And um, I'll leave it at that. Just not a eulogy, obviously, because I was all over the place, but. But I really want to get together his that collection to get passed on to his kids or grand great grandkids because that won't even be possible after a very short window. Because he was he explained to me the way these centers or whatever work. They're it's a ritzy, uh, what do you call it, retirement facility. Or, you know, they, he was there for 14 years. Like part of his story is when his wife, when they got the kids all gone and life moved, you know, retired, basically, she wanted to come back home. She was from Kansas, and so they moved back here. So there won't be a service here because there's nobody who knows him here. And there probably won't be a service where he's from because he hasn't been there for 14 years. And the people there might have known or cared leaving their own way, their own time. There was a life and it mattered. Even though it had no personal effect on me, that life, other than he ended up being a subscriber, put a couple of dimes in my pocket. But no other real connection other than fellow journeyman, right? And if this is all the memory you ever, connection you ever have with Bill Lee, I hope you can appreciate that he lived a good life and he, I'm hopeful that it had positive impact. Thanks for listening.